Welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about the Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and beer. My name is Asif Fakani, and my co-host is... Nabil Lalani. And we're joined by our producer, Mr... Nader Wazir. Apparently me and Nader switched positions last week, so it was weird. Well, that's because yeah. you were pouring the beer then. So I was producing then. Right, something yeah. like that. He was um, producing the beverage you guys were going to try. There you go. And now he is <laughs> and producing this on the floor <laughs> that I'm gonna have to clean up. Uh, I got it. I got it. Many thanks to Atlanta Tech Park for letting us use this podcast studio um, because I work here, and many thanks to the bill for allowing me to stay it's, at work late tonight. It's, <laughs> it's just on my pants. Oh, okay. Well, oh, that's okay. Good. So it was going to be a yellow flag. No, so in other words, state. now there, our plans for after recording are still on then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, who, what are we drinking today? All right, so while the uh, the fellas take a sip, I'll tell you today we are drinking dark subject matter from uh, Monday Night Brewery. It's an imperial stout. Special shout out to Jerry McCall and Daly mm. uh, at Monday Night Brewery and at Monday Night Garage for uh, the recommendation. Uh, we're drinking a stout today, an American imperial stout. Uh, says it's chocolatey on the nose and it's silky smooth you guys agree what do you think it's uh yeah it's really chocolatey okay yeah this is very good i like this quite a bit um funny story about this when we went to monday night garage we told them hey bears birds brews is here we do a podcast on football and beer we're gonna get a beer from you guys today for the show and they hooked us up with this one and um, they recommended this to us too, and this is a great recommendation. So shout out to Daily for the recommendation, yep. and again shout out to Jerry for hooking it up. I like this. So do you get a little coffee out of it? Like, I don't see coffee on the descriptions or anything like that, but I do get like some, co- like a coffee taste to it. I mean, I get like a bean flavor, but I think that's kind of just how stouts are made nowadays, right? Like you can mm. you get that. Sometimes you just kind of associate a stout with coffee just because it's black typically but, right yeah, exactly not all have that so i don't know like, if this one like, has it but it, it, but i feel like it has like a stronger coffee taste than i would have thought it would have been so but this is really good this is very good the can is pretty cool too it's a really good design on it dark subject matter guys yep. monday night brewery make sure you guys check and it out. Uh, i believe this is part of their was it the bow tie series so it looks like oh that makes sense it's got a bow tie on the can it does have a bow tie oh and fyi to everybody just so you can't see it because you really can't. Uh, we're all wearing ties in the office today. We're, we're going to have some photos for you. Yep. Yeah. Just uh, pay homage to these awesome people. If I knew it was a bow tie, <laughs> or if I knew it was part of the bow tie series, I would have made sure we all had bow ties for today. And said I brought ties. All right, guys. Um, so <laughs> we got some news about the NFL this week, though. I think the biggest piece of news that we all were waiting to hear, well, at least you and I were in the bill. Yeah, uh, man. Uh, Robert Kraft, dude. <laughs> What a jerk, right? Okay. Do you think he's going to have to sell off the team? No. No. It's okay. I he's going right. to fine yeah. it off? I mean, he's going to have to pay a fine, some conduct detrimental to the league. He'll make it suspended for a couple of, maybe like six games. But Well, and what's crazy is, I mean, he doesn't even have to appear in court for this. Like, his lawyer can appear on his behalf. So yeah. that's kind of how you know, like, all right, this is, he's going to get off easy. And... Even though it tarnishes the NFL's image, it's not like Deflategate or um, some of the other stuff that's happened where it ruins the integrity of the game. I mean, this is strictly an off-field issue. 
So yeah. I mean, most of those issues are off-field issues. Yeah, like like even Kareem Hunt, it's like it's a completely different. Well, well, and that's exactly what I was getting an at. Off-field issue. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was getting at. Though, it's like with Deflate Gate, they're like, oh, it tarnishes the integrity of the game or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And there's obviously worse things like assaulting a woman or assaulting anybody for that matter is much worse and has much more of an impact. But because it doesn't affect the integrity of the game, word for word, literally. I mean, I don't see the Patriots so, losing draft picks or anything like that. I don't that. see like, nothing like that's going to happen. Um, and it, it's a horrible thing. Like, apparently, it's a bunch of sex trafficking and stuff like that over there. And this is a horrible way to transition to this. But you know what's kind of funny? This guy, Robert Kraft, before the Kansas City game, he was caught. Like, the, the where they have him going there was literally four hours before the Kansas City kickoff game. So this guy strolled out of bed. Got packed, and he told his driver, "Hey, take me to this spot real quick." Uh. Took care of whatever he had to take care of, and then got on a flight and went to Kansas City to watch the game. Wow, <laughs> that's well, because they, they have videotape of everything that happened in that room. Really? Yes. Except for on him, right? Because that's no, what I was heard. Oh, the, he's. <laughs> so I was I was listening to stuff all day, looking into stuff all day. Yeah. He was the only guy caught there twice. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's that's um, ridiculous. Talk about talk about some dark subject matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh one thing, you know, I know you said that it's not necessarily funny, but you kind of played it off as funny. I mean, it, so yeah. one other one other thing that I personally find funny is well, it's good to know that Robert Kraft and I relieve our stress the same way before a big game. No. Nah. Just without the help of other people in some cases. Interesting. Um, I can't afford the help. So let's just say not exactly the same way, but maybe similar outcomes. All right. All I got out of this now is that I don't want to go watch a game with Robert Kraft or with Asif. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've watched plenty of games with Asif, and uh, let's just say that all happens before he shows up to to the spot. Um, anyway, okay. So, um, <laughs> but if you bring, if you do bring, uh, coffee to the next time we watch a game, I'll put some CBD in it for you. Actually, Absolutely. there's some CBD beers out there. I do want to get them on for a later show, but back to the, back to the sports, back to the NFL. Let's do it. I mean, did Asif just stay in the area? He's going to drug me. Maybe it's not, it's not psychoactive. You're not going to get drugged, but in other news, <laughs> <laughs> Cody Parkey is also set to be cut. Yeah. Um, I think we all saw that one coming. Definitely. There are rumors that the Vikings are interested in signing him. Oh, perfect. Um, any two, problems with that? Two birds. <laughs> that's <laughs> One doink. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, considering how the Vikings lost um, to the Seahawks in the playoffs a couple of years ago on the missed kick, that was even shorter than the one that Parky missed. The Blair Walsh one. That, yes. that, was, a, that was, yeah, way and back so then. Kind of ironic that if they go now from one kicker who missed uh, in the playoffs, so another kicker well, who missed in the playoffs. So again, so the tagline that I always say, it's a kicker, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna bring him in for the minimum of the minimum, co- uh, the offseason minimum, which is less than the veteran minimum. Yeah, and they're gonna test him out. If he looks good, they'll sign him for the year, which will be at the minimum of like three hundred thousand dollars. So it's not that big of a risk for them to sign him. Oh, not necessarily financial risk. I mean, the Bears take more of a financial hit on this cut than anybody oh, else. Such a and um. That's going to take me to my next thing. That's what's leading me to think that we're not going to get Robbie Gold for a couple of reasons. Yeah. Once San Fran is able to tag Robbie Gold, 
They have the ability to tag him. And they yeah. don't have any major free agent. Mm-hmm. And Robbie Gold has been awesome for them. Yeah. And absolutely. he's a veteran. It, it just makes too much sense for them to, to tag him. What is the tag for a kicker? It'll be like $4 million. Four mil- That's totally worth it. Yeah. I mean, it, whatever contract Robbie Gold is going to get, you can structure it the way you want, but the average value is going to be four to four and a half million. Yeah. Actually, the kicker might be less than four million. It might be like 3.75. And now, just to clarify, with a tag, that means he can take an offer from another team? Yes. Or, okay. Yeah. Oh, he, he he can be tagged and still sign anywhere. Okay. But it costs two first round picks for whoever. Yeah. So if the, if, hypothetically, yeah. if the 49ers tag Robbie Gold yeah. and the Bears go out and sign him, they would have to forfeit their next two first-round picks. Wow. And we, we don't have first-round picks this year anyways. So. Or next year. Or next year. So, so not, it's not happening. Yeah. Now, if Robbie Gold does make it to the open market and he wants to come back, he'll have to come back on a structured contract with a, with a, with a signing bonus that could be kind of spread around. Just because we don't have much cap room. Yeah. I just don't see us getting Robbie Gold back. Uh, Robbie Gold would be great to bring back. I think he. I think a better chance for us to get Robbie Gold back would be for him to actually get franchised this year and maybe come back the year after. Year after, makes sense. Uh, do you know any other kickers we should be looking after or would be looking after? Um, I don't know any kickers we should be looking after, just because the best time to get a kicker is after the draft, and whichever kickers don't get drafted, bring them into camp and let them kick. Fair enough. Uh, and what Let's about see. the uh, Steelers guys? Like, where do you think like everyone's going? You know, you got did. Bell, you got Brown. They're like, I think the Steelers are going to be fine on their weapons wise, just because you know. Um, well, what's your guy? The what? I forget his name. Real, Juju. Juju. Juju's mm. the man. He's going to be the number one wide receiver. Yeah, he but pretty I, much was this past. But season. I really like the wide receiver they took out of um, Oklahoma last year, uh, James Washington. Um, he's a he's a good possession receiver. He'll be able to do the underneath route for what for whenever Juju goes deep, he'll be able to come underneath. Their tight ends have always been decent, and James Conner looks good. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think they're going to miss that big of a beat. Minus a couple of injury issues. Yeah, on and off. But other than that, he right. looked great. Right. Um, uh, but you know, Le'Veon Bell, like, there's so many places he could go. I just I just don't know who's going to pay see, him. See, I'm what I'm most curious about the Steelers is. Like, this has got to be the final stand for Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin, right? I mean, if I don't Roethlisberger think- is getting old, one, so he needs to be replaced at some point. I yeah. would, If I was the Seals, I'd draft a replacement or have him ready to go, which they mm-hmm. probably do have. I mean, they, they, have they a drafted a quarterback last year. Uh, give me a minute. I have to look up to think of his name. Unless a producer. But I know they got Landry Jones, and they've had Josh Dobbs and yeah. all that stuff. Well, both of them are gone now. Right. Yep. So, um, And they even had Mike Vick for a little bit. Well, he's yeah. long gone. Yeah. But still. So they've been essentially they've been trying to find Ben's successor for a while yeah. is what I'm getting at. Yeah. So that's gonna, and now that he's got his, you know, his favorite target, at least up until last season, is now gone in Antonio Brown, and then um, Mike Tomlin couldn't hit. Um, Mike Tomlin couldn't win with Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Ben Roethlisberger. So it's kind of hard for me to imagine he's gonna be able to win without two of those three guys, yeah. especially when those two of the three guys are the talented skill players that mm-hmm. really make the plays. So I would think. The Steelers, as we've known them, at least for the last like ten to fifteen years or so, right, are yeah. not going to be the Steelers that we know after this upcoming season. I'm willing to bet anyway. So, mm-hmm. is the, the quarterback you're looking at Joshua Dobbs or Mason Rudolph? Like Mason Rudolph. Two other quarterbacks. Mason Rudolph. Uh, I think he was also at Oklahoma State, wasn't he? 
It uh, sounds familiar. It sounds like he might be OSU because Baker was yeah, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, yep. Yeah, yep. I mean, because Baker Mayfield was from OU. So, yeah. so I don't think they're going to take Baker's backup who probably hasn't done anything. I mean, Baker's backup's going to get taken this year. Yeah, but Ooh. now he's yeah, going to have a year under his belt. Also, that's going to be Jalen Hurts, but we'll talk about that when college football <laughs> starts. Uh, I was talking about Connor Murray. But he's, well, <laughs> he's year. not going to the Steelers. I know. Probably. Um, anyway. But <laughs> if, you, right. if you were to pick a team that would benefit the most from Levy, I'm pretty sure any team would so, benefit from Levy on. Right. I think the team that would benefit most from Levy on Bell is the Green Bay Packers. No. We talked about this with Brian. Yep. Uh, and uh, I've actually been messaging him on uh, Twitter, like, "Hey, what?" He because he wants Brown. He wants Antonio Brown really bad. And I'm just like, I just don't think that makes sense. You, you already have him. a wide receiver run, Devontae Adams. Yeah, um, he's great. Yeah, he's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Uh, and you also have um, uh, other like you don't. Rogers makes wide receivers great. You don't need a great wide receiver to help Rogers. Yeah. But a running back, he's never had a great running back. And the one year that a running back was good on that team, I think it was Eddie Lacy. They won the Super Bowl, didn't they? Yeah, that was right. I think so, it was his first or second season. Or was that Starks? I think that was. G- I think that was James Starks. We can definitely look this up as well. <laughs> Producers um, doing work today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think as far as Le'Veon Bell, I mean, is he? It depends on the system right like because i would even think I, like a place I, like detroit even though it's probably not where he's I gonna think go he's the I, running back that can beat the system and there he could go there if detroit's gonna pay him he'll go there also remember mm-hmm. he went to michigan state right oh yeah there you go see mm. so i would think a place like detroit would be good for him because he will be allowed to catch the ball out of the backfield run the ball traditionally and He'll be able to say, like, you know, I have a good quarterback that, like, I want to protect in the pocket because we have a legitimate chance of winning. And coming to uh, from Mike Tomlin to Matt Patricia, he's still going to feel like, yo, I'm, I'm playing for a winning program and, and I'm playing with somebody who has championship experience. So I don't think the Lions is actually a bad spot for Le'Veon Bell. Um, but there's going to be – a lot of teams in the market for him, right? Because he is kind of a next level talent. Right. He, he's the running back that doesn't need the system. And there's a lot of teams that will be in the market for him. I just don't think there's, there's going to be that many teams ready to pay him what he wants. Um, mm, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Brown, though, I think he's another player that could go anywhere and instantly improve the team. Uh, there were some people saying the Bears should go trade for him, which I immediately said no to. Yeah, you've you made a great point about that on Twitter, which if you want to recap it real quick. Yeah. So Bears already have a wide receiver one yeah. in Allen Robinson. That, that's, that's legitimate. Mm-hmm. We have a wide receiver one. We have Taylor Gabriel, who's a deep threat. We also have um, Anthony Miller, who's like a Swiss Army knife. He can do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. There's nothing really that... Anthony Miller can't do. It's kind of like today's modern athlete. We should talk yeah. about that at some point. It's like today's modern athlete doesn't just play one position anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, And anyway. we also got Javon Wims, who's a developing wide receiver. Now, of course, there is room for Antonio Brown on the team. Of course. There's definitely room. But what there isn't room for is the additional $20 million you got to pay him mm-hmm. just to bring him into town. Especially after you cut Parkey, which is a big hit. And not to mention, you're probably going to have to trade Allen Robinson just to make the money work. Mm-hmm. Now, you also have to worry about his ego. All that stuff's coming. Like, right now, we don't have a big ego on the team because the best player on the team has no ego. 
Well, and you know, I and obviously I don't know Antonio Brown personally. Although I've read an article with him in GQ, and he seems like a pretty you know uh, straightforward dude. Yeah, I think when you're frustrated and you're a star athlete and you're frustrated, I mean, I think people so expect not, you to act out a little it's bit. It's not and you stuff do. like that, but you know, it's kind of stuff like, oh, you know, the locker room celebration, and he's too busy FaceTiming to actually listen to people saying, "Hey, this week, let's lock everything down and let's just work." Mm-hmm. Um, he gets angry at Ben, doesn't show up for five days, and then he shows up. Hey, I'm ready to play. That's not that's not how stuff works, man. No, but, I agree. But I mean, that's like, is that is that because he's specifically frustrated this season with the way things are done? Right. Or, that's what I think. Okay. It is. Are these things that are consistent? Sure. Right. So but it's not like at your other diva wide receivers where these things happen consistently, right? So with I, I feel like for the last three years. Wherever there's brown, there's a, some type of controversy. Yeah, but I think that goes back to let's look at Mike Tomlin, and he's had Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Ben Roethlisberger, and they still have not been able to win. You win, and that fixes everything. I mean, the, the Steelers have already said they're open to letting Brown go, but he's not allowed to go to the Patriots or to another AFC North team. Mm-hmm. So it's they know he's good enough to win. He They know he's good enough to put a team over the top. And if you win, that fixes everything. So, and so I think – even if Antonio Brown had these issues in the last two or three years, but the Steelers were winning in the last two or three years, you wouldn't hear about it, and the issues wouldn't be issues then. They would just be a personality thing. And the other reason I don't I don't really want to get Antonio Brown is just because I don't remember the, la- the last time that I remember where a superstar wide receiver won a Super Bowl was Jerry Rice. Which is the greatest wide receiver of all time. But... I can't think of another one. Right. I mean, that's how great Jerry Rice is. He's literally in a class of his own, right? I mean, Terrell Owens, no ring. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, okay, Michael Irvin or Jerry Rice. Those are one yeah. of those last two. But Terrell Owens, and, no ring. And even Randy the, Moss, no ring. And even, again, today's NFL is I mean, But Antonio different. does have some rings already. Antonio right? Brown? Yeah. I think when he won his ring, he wasn't a superstar wide receiver. Because when he won the ring, well, actually, he may not even have a ring. Because Antonio, Antonio Holmes, Holmes made that great catch yeah. in the Super yeah. Bowl. But I think Antonio Brown was on no, that roster, you, right? It wasn't Antonio Brown. It was the other really fast wide receiver that Antonio Brown replaced. And he he was the wide receiver that yeah, – he's gone everywhere now. Um, he was – Emmanuel Sanders. No, not Emmanuel. No. Emmanuel Sanders was on that roster. He was on that roster. But there was another wide receiver – Come it's on, Martavius Bryant. Not Martavius Bryant. No. He was. He played for the Jets later. I think he was in the Ravens last. The Ravens last. He was, he went to the Vikings. The 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 Steelers wide receiver that signed with the Vikings. When was this? Uh, right before Antonio Brown went off. So okay. l- l- let's say five years ago. Okay. Uh, yeah. Good. Luck. Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace. Ah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. All right. And um, well, one quick fact about Antonio Brown. Has never, has never caught a touchdown from a quarterback that's not Ben Roethlisberger. So he can ask for a lot of money, but there's not necessarily a lot of proof that without Ben, he's as great. Which is not to say that he's <laughs> yeah, not he, great, he, but Antonio know. Brown will get his money. But it's still interesting though. He's never caught a he's never caught a touchdown pass from somebody who's not Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, he's I, only played for one team, right? Yeah. My like, biggest fear. I mean, th- I think all that shows is the durability of Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. That's all. That's all that your stat showing me. Maybe, but even the games that Ben Roethlisberger didn't play, Antonio Brown was ninety. Which is which is a handful. Maybe like five. Right. I mean, but even even star players show up. Well, on uh, so, your team's bad so days. So, let me ask you a question. Um, you're a defensive. You're a defensive coach, right? Okay. So you know that Ben Roethlisberger is out of the game, right? 
So you literally have one, you have two people to stop. Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. What are you going to do? You're going to put a safety over Antonio Brown and have a man cover. Yeah. And you're going to and you're going to just stack the box. If he can beat if you can stop Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown and the Steelers still beat you, you tip your cap. Yeah. Right. But I mean the fact that Antonio Brown hasn't been able to produce like for example, there was a Thanksgiving game day a few years ago, Lions Packers. And essentially the Packers are winning at this point. This is when Aaron Rodgers and them were probably going to the playoffs. Clay Matthews the Lions are on the goal line at the very end of the game. Not even a chance to win it. They're just trying to score a touchdown for pride. And Clay Matthews jumps the line on third down, and he looks at Matt Stafford. He's like, I just gave you four downs. Do it. He like pretty much called him out and said, look, I gave, I'm giving you all another chance. Do it. Because we know we're going to stop you guys right here. So do it. And then as soon as that happens in the next play call, you see Calvin Johnson come out of the huddle a little bit quicker than everybody else. You know, they're back in the huddle, the Lions are. Calvin Johnson comes out of the huddle like two or three seconds quicker than everybody else. And the very first play after that, um, f- the very first play after that, Calvin Johnson catches a touchdown in the back of the end zone. And it's like, all right, look, you wanted us to show and prove. Even, the, even when you have a defensive-minded coach that's tasked with stopping a star player like Brown and Bell – those guys are still going to make plays, but, and Antonio so, Brown hasn't I, I necessarily made a play like that. I don't think that comparison's equal because, one, you already said that it was a blowout to begin with. Yeah. But Clay Matthews and, is still on the field, and, and all these guys are still on the field. And second, but, but, what but did Clay Matthews get the touchdown up or did the corner? Well, I mean, but yeah. they, they so were Clay able Matthews to— Clay Matthews doesn't matter in that argument then. <laughs> I mean, it's a, the captain of the defense is still saying, like, R- look, we beat you guys all game. But We're going to give you a chance to do it right but now. But they still won. <laughs> Well, of All course. right. It's so not about bringing, the game at that point. Bringing the topic back, bringing it back, right? <laughs> um, so Antonio Brown, I think the 49ers are the most interested team. Yeah, I yeah, think that'd be great. I think that'd be a great fit, fit, and I think that would be a scary, scary pickup if uh, Jimmy G does stay healthy yeah. for a full season. Yeah, definitely. I, I, again, I am the biggest Jimmy G fan. Like that's my um, that's my second man crush after my first man crush broke my heart. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, well. Yeah. Do you is Antonio Brown? I think it's safe to say he wants to go to San Francisco for the lifestyle and for the city of San Francisco, or does he think he's going to go there and win? Because the Saints so, are definitely in the market so, for another wide receiver. So, so also first thing I'm going to say is like every player that wants to move, they first are going for the money. Yeah, mm-hmm. money is always number one. Okay. So if for example San Francisco is going to pay him ten million and um, the Browns are going to pay him twelve. And Tampa offers fifteen. He's going to Tampa. He's going to go where the money is going to be the hard, and it's going to go whoever's going to pay the Steelers the most draft capital. So Antonio Brown has some say where he's going, but he doesn't have much. Yeah. Uh, now Steelers, I mean, Forty uh, ers own the number two pick in the draft. I think. Okay. They're not going to get the number two pick up. Of course not. But they may say, "Hey, we'll give you number two, and you give me your first round pick." They'll swap. Mm-hmm. They'll swap picks two for twelve or two for fourteen. Uh, not fourteen is Atlanta. Two for whatever, and that could be a that could be. Some I type think of we're trade. seventeen, but yeah, you're fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. We were seventeen last year, maybe. I don't maybe. know. Calvin Ridley. Dude, you were in the twenties last year in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, we talked about twenty six. Uh, there we go. That's my number. But yeah, so I can see I can see Brown going to the 49ers. I can definitely see Brown going to the Seahawks, which now there was always disagreeing with me. The Seahawks. Yeah. I don't. I just. I don't see him fit there. I, I, I can just see that R- Russell Wilson is getting older and he needs a wide receiver he can trust. Yeah, 
I agree, but I don't know. I don't think that's a as good of a fit as him on the 49ers. I think 49 I think 49ers I, I think if he can go play for Mike Shanahan, I mean Kyle Sh- yeah, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan, that's the best place to go. I think Kyle Shanahan might be a better play caller than um Sean McVay. Makes sense. I mean Sean McVay is kind of on fire after But last Sha- few Sean games, McVay but. just kind of gets a lot of um credit for being a wonderlick, that's why. So. Yeah. A wonder um, kid, not a wonderlick. That's a test. <laughs> wonder kid. Same old, same old. All right. Now there, um, what time is it? Oh, it's time for Nather's Nonsense. Um, I'm really excited for this because I think you guys will enjoy Welcome this. Welcome back. I know it's been a while. We've had a couple of guests. Um, yeah. They're not nonsense. They're not. No, they're actually <laughs> full of quite a bit of knowledge. Um, so I think this conversation started over the weekend and we never really got to finish it. Okay. Um, uh, so. I guess the, I'm going to go there. Oh, right. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't think you're going to go there. But anyways. Okay. <laughs> so it was arguably who is the best NBA player currently. Um oh, someone mentioned someone mentioned uh Giannis, I think. Someone else was saying KD, uh Paul George was in the argument. Uh and obviously there's always LeBron James. So currently as it stands, um Steph is always up there as well. Who is the best player in the NBA as of right now? Or actually, who deserves to be MVP this season? Those are two completely, yeah, two completely those are two different, different questions. questions. Let's do best player in the NBA right now. I'm LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. I mean, I got to go with LeBron. And so I guess really it comes down to, well, LeBron to me is always going to be the best player in, in the NBA in the world until he hangs it up. I, um, I, I which is going to be soon. I, I don't agree with that. Like I think, Kate, I think LeBron is one, maybe two years before KD takes over, and if Giannis keeps going the way he's going, he may jump KD. But as of today, right now, as we of can today, agree on. still LeBron. And even LeBron too. I will say, like I noticed this in the finals last year, he's lost a step in oh, terms yeah. of his quickness and all yeah, that stuff. Definitely. But he's still the best player on the planet. Plays both ends of the court. I mean, some of the other names that one name you didn't mention was Kawhi Leonard, who so good on both ends I, of the floor. I really feel like Kawhi kind of because of what happened last year on the Spurs, and now that he's in Toronto, Canada, Toronto, yeah, it's just kind of like he's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, because yeah, uh, for the longest time, this is a close example. The best pitcher in baseball was Roy Holiday. But no one knew who he was until he went to the Phillies. Mm. But Roy Holiday was putting those numbers up for six years. Oh, wow. But the fact that he was in Canada and kind of away, no one really realized it. I mean, maybe Nabs should just save Canada instead of hockey. I mean, if I save hockey, I'll save Canada. Do you want to know why I'll I'll save Canada? Because the NHL runs off of Canadian currency, not U.S. currency, because they're idiots. And that's just loony. That's talk about some nonsense. That's some nonsense right there. And that's the show, gentlemen. <laughs> All right. Um, um, okay. I think everyone said LeBron. LeBron. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how about what, what do you say? Um, man, I don't know. I like. I think LeBron is still obviously. I think with his athletic build, his style, his play, his ability to carry a team, he's up there. Um, I think. I, I think the someone who's underrated that doesn't get enough credit. I think Harden is phenomenal. What he's doing is just just absolutely amazing. The mm-hmm. numbers he's putting up. I mean, I don't think he. You're, and I. I get. What, I'm assuming what you're going to say next is he doesn't play much defense. Um, well, or he's yeah, not, that's one knock on him, for there, which is what makes LeBron that much credit because he plays both ends of the four, which is why I threw Kawhi Leonard up there. Even all that being said, I'm happy you said Harden because I would say when you talk about who's MVP right now, even though LeBron's the best player in the world, Harden to me is probably the MVP. 
I mean, I think it's pretty much unanimous at this point. He's the MVP. And Harden is the second best player in the NBA right now, at least offensively. But I think just okay. like his presence on the court changes an entire game. Yeah, 100%. And so that's what makes him say. I mean, I've, of course, KD has more of the stuff you look for in a basketball player, like the length and the range and the defensive ability. And Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. It's something I decided over the weekend. <laughs> um, Giannis is obviously yeah. remarkable. I, I mean, we haven't even good. named Russell Westbrook yet. Right, I mean, I, I mean there's so I many mean, good players. Every time I hear KD and Harden, I just get really mad at Oklahoma. Mm. Yeah, because they were all I on feel one like, team. Oh, I feel like the NBA would have been so much more fun if Oklahoma would have chose Harden over Serge cool. Ibaka, and you know, which is crazy that they chose Serge Ibaka over James Harden. Well, what's insane about that? No, I agree. I mean, I think but, somebody should write a book about this. I mean, but to be fair, at the at the time they were doing it, the league wasn't nearly as offensively heavy as it was. It was still and transitioning. The, the, yeah, the, the, and it wasn't guard um, heavy. So I agree with Nadia. Yeah. Which is fine. But everyone knew that James Harden was better than Serge Ibaka. As a guard, but at that time you no, had... To, to, so I, I think basketball is the only sport that is positionless. Now... Even then, it was going towards positionless. Well, and it goes back to something we talked about early in the show, well, how like today's best athletes are not just one yeah. position. Unless you're talking about offensive line in which you can't yeah. touch the ball and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, baseball, obviously, like no pitcher is playing in the outfield, right? But True. Um, at All least right. in those sports where people are crossing over and you're playing both sides, um, no – like everybody has to do everything now, but at the time when this hard in the Baca deal happened, yeah, it was still well. You need a big man to anchor it, yeah. and yeah. I don't think it necessarily played out like the like the Thunder expected. Because I bet if you could ask KD and Westbrook now, like uh, I mean, they were they were supposed to be the Warriors before the yeah, Warriors they became were the, the Warriors, Warriors. Yeah. Before the war. and it, which is it, crazy. And if that trade never happened, I don't think KD ever would have left. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, we would have a different dynasty in the NBA right now, yeah. probably. Yeah. Right. I mean, Serge Ibaka changed the NBA. At the same time. Maybe we could do a whole segment on that, how <laughs> Serge Ibaka changed the NBA. <laughs> uh, we could. Uh, but at the same time, too, I will add in favor of Harden. I mean, he was a sixth man in OKC, and so maybe he would have gotten into the starting lineup, but I don't. he wouldn't have been asked he, he to perform the way that he has had he not gone to uh, Houston. I mean, I fair? mean. I don't know. I mean, Kobe was the sixth man in L.A. for the long for a couple of years, and then they were like, okay, we need to stop using him this way. I mean, everyone knew Harden should have been starting. The reason that he wasn't was just because they were trying to do something. They were trying to be dynamic. I don't know, man. Kobe, I mean, Jerry West like, went, went all out and traded their, the Lakers MVP for a rookie, and people were like, what are you doing? And he's like, trust me on this. And Dude, it didn't take a long time. James Harden was a number three pick. Yeah. James Harden was drafted higher than Kobe was drafted. But they were still using him as a six man. I mean, I don't. Yeah. So okay, all I'm saying because they used a the number one pick the year before, the number two pick the year after, and then the number three pick they took James Harden. Everyone knew James can Harden. We look, was be can it. we look those numbers up just to confirm that that's accurate? Okay, maybe Westbrook oh. wasn't number two, but I do know that K actually no, KD was two. KD wasn't even one. Yeah. Wow. Greg, Greg Oden. Oden. Yeah. Shout out Greg Oden. So yeah. Okay. They, they used top five picks three years in a row. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, at that it, which makes sense. I mean, at that point, they were an expansion franchise. Yeah. I think Harden maybe went like no, six there or was seven. Th they were an expansion. They were the Sonics. Yeah, there was Super Sonics at the time. So, so did they not get the number 
top pick just because of no, dude. KD was issues. drafted by the Sonics, not right, by OKC. Right, right, I'm right. pretty sure Westbrook was also drafted by the Sonics. I think uh, I Harden was the first pick of the Thunder. So okay. yeah, so James Harden was selected third by Oklahoma City in the nice. 2009 draft. Good call, the bill. That year, Blake Griffin was selected first by the Clippers. All right, so fair enough. All I'm saying is, I think people knew Kobe was going to be the guy in LA, and he was meant to be the so, guy in LA at some right. point. And I don't know that Sam Presti ever saw that for James Harden in OKC, which is why they shipped him off. And mm. so it's, I mean, for so, me, so it's hard H- to Harden say. Harden wouldn't be what he was in the Rockets, but Harden, H- Harden would have been a better third option than whatever third option oh, than, than no, Clay Thompson. Than a than, than Clay, no, than, than Clay Thompson. Yeah, of course. We, we, we compared it to the Warriors, right? Yeah. yeah. The third option on the Warriors is Clay Thompson, correct? Mm-hmm. So a better third option, Clay Thompson or James Harden? Oh, well, yeah, that's no brainer. Yeah. So, fair but had would Harden be at this point had he stayed? I, hard to who knows? I think so. Who knows? All right. So but. one thing I did want to I did want to bring up. Uh, I'll promote actually. Uh, so Monday night, thank you again for this beer. It was amazing. Was because we already finished it. But you guys do have an event coming the day of the juice. I would ask you guys about it, but you're not here right now. It's all good though because I know about it. Tell us about it now. Day of the Juice is an awesome beer festival. There's going to be a bunch of different types of beers from, you know, I think mainly the southeast, but other parts of the country. I volunteered there last year. I was actually working the Creature Comforts um, place. And, you know, they do bring some regular beers, but they also bring a lot of one-offs. So uh, take it to her. You can buy them online. I don't know the exact price, but we will tweet out. We will retweet the link from uh, Monday night later on. But Day of the Juice, fun festival, awesome place to drink beer. And, and it is held at Monday Night Garage. So actually, this year it's going to be off of Chambly. Last year it was at Monday Night Garage. Nice. This year it's going to be off Chambly, so a little closer for us Gwinnett folks. Yeah, I mean, it's like right down the road from where we are right now. Yeah, awesome. And that's on Saturday, March 31st. March 31st. And then uh, about a week before that, which I believe is March 23rd, I could be wrong, is a Roswell Beer Festival where I will be there pouring beers. At least that's the plan right now. Right. And then... Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in the beer world that's happening. Yeah, any thoughts on the beers that we had at Monday Night Garage over the weekend? So, um, I'm trying to think. We had a lot of had a lot of different stuff just because all of us are trying a little bit of everything. I I know um, you like the du- you like the Dust Bunny, right, Asif? The Dust Bunny, the hazy IPA they had. Yeah, it was yeah. I like the Hambrolo more and the All Y'all is the other one that was really yeah. after that day. But the Dust Bunny's not bad. Uh, neither. You had the Doctor Ro- uh, the chips. Doctor Robot. That, that is good. The sour, yeah. the blackberry lemon sour is mm-hmm. fantastic. And um, I had a uh, tequila, oh, the Como Te Amas. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What I, is your name? I'm kidding. I, I forget the beer's <laughs> name, but they told me Como Te Amas. I'm like, all right. <laughs> um, no, it was a tequila barrel aged uh, stout. It was, so it wasn't heavy tequila or anything. Nothing, it didn't burn. It was actually really good. And actually came from eating tacos. So it kind of worked out really well. Oh, nice. There you go. Solid. Yeah. So you have that looking out at Monday night, the Day of the Juice. Asif will also be at Roswell Beer Festival coming up in the next few weeks. I'm going to try to make it to that too. I got to click on the link Asif sent me. <laughs> Usually I don't do that just because he's sending our info games. Now I know why. <laughs> Different link on the build. Different link. <laughs> All um, right. Uh, real quick, uh, both of y'all were going to do this, but I'm just going to do this real quick uh, for the sake of time. Uh, NFL Combine's here this week. Two players to keep an eye out. One, Ed Oliver. Uh, coming into the year, he was the number two player on on the big board, Mel Kuyper's board, I believe. Uh, number one being Nick Bosa. A lot of a lot of people have um, Ed Oliver 
being taken by the Falcons at 14. I think uh, if he does well at the Combine this week, there's going to be no chance. You know, if he has a good 40, if he puts up a lot of bench, if his three cone is really good, he's going to shoot up to the top five pick. Okay. And what position is he? At all for defensive tackle. I'm sorry about that. Defensive tackle. Um, A lot of people saw Aaron Donald, the way he moved. Mm -hmm. So, but he went to a smaller school. If you guys don't know who Ed Oliver is, if anyone remembers that one coach who got yelled at by a player over a jacket this season, anyone from Houston? Mm -hmm. Sound familiar at all? Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, my memory is jogging. That, and that's Ed Oliver. Nice. All right. And um, that's oh. not going to fly with Dan Quinn, but I mean. Hey, just don't. Just make sure he's not wearing a jacket. It's fine. All right. <laughs> um, and running back to keep it out. All right, guys. Running back. Bears didn't get Kareem Hunt. We actually never talked about that. Bears didn't get Kareem Hunt. Yeah. But I know who they should get. Who? Miles Sanders. Running back, Penn State. All right. He was sitting on the bench behind Saquon Barkley for three years. Oh, I mean, okay. two years. This year he played. He put up 1,200 yards, got about 200 yards catching. The way he runs, he runs patiently. He kind of actually looks like Kareem Hunt the way he runs. He also played with Trace McSwirly, who is a quarterback that moves around a lot, runs around a lot, throws mm-hmm. on a run, kind of similar to Mitch. Hmm. It'll be a good fit, and you can get him in the third, maybe the fourth round. Solid. And I think, Asif, you had one if you want to share really quickly. Let's do it. We well, it yeah, I mean, Drew Locke. So for those of you who don't know, I went to the University of Missouri. Shout out Mizzou. Um, Drew Locke is kind of moving on up on these draft boards. He's got a strong arm. He's great with the deep ball. Yeah. Um, he has played against NFL talent, and he has played with NFL talent, which I think is going to help his stock. Obviously, the combine is a stripped-down version of – an assessment so you kind of take it with a grain of salt but you kind of do see some stuff at the combine that you don't necessarily get to see during the normal college football saturday yeah so i'm looking at drew Locke to i'm thinking either go to the pittsburgh steelers or the new york giants to replace their incumbent quarterbacks for the future because i think he has the arm strength i think he has the maturity i think he understands the game well enough and i think he can be groomed to be in a position where he is you know, when the, pre- the pressure's on you in those cities, so, the Steelers oh yeah. and the Giants, and I think he can be groomed to be in that position where he can succeed there. So right now, the team that is apparently the hottest on Drew Locke is the Denver Broncos. Oh. Who just signed the who big just time got, quarterback. Who just got Flacco, but that's not a long-term, long-term no, no, solution. definitely not. But so. big time in terms of he's won the Super Bowl, and he can groom. But based off yeah, those numbers, yeah. yeah. If you want to learn from someone, you'd want to learn from Flacco. Exactly. I just he's think a great I, teacher. So for eh, me, maybe. I guess. Maybe not the best, but he's a good teacher. I think. I mean, he's not Nader's teacher. You know, no. not teaching like Nader, but he's good. Depends on subject matter. Yeah. Right. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, so I think for Drew Locke to succeed in the NFL at the next level, he just needs to be groomed properly. All right. So. Well, um, hey, I think uh, that's what we got this week. Everybody watch the Combine. Hackenberg got benched, so I'm going to go home and cry. Um, thank you for listening. Thank Bears, you. Bears, Birds, and Brews.